Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, this isn't great if you're a fan of the uh, bakery, the McCafe at McDonald's. Okay. They're bailing on that. Really? They're still going to keep their classic apple pies, chocolate chip cookies. Otherwise, I guess all the donuts and other things are going. Wow. I like their little Boston cream one. That was a good little donut. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember the last time I actually ordered one. I, I think that, for me, if I was in the restaurant mm. and saw it, and they're like, oh, yeah, Greg, give me one of those. I'm not one who always craves something sweet after a meal. I know a lot of people got to have something sweet, a piece Good of pie, dessert. some yeah. ice cream or something. That's not me, but uh, every now and then, a Big Mac fries and one of them little donuts, tasty way to go. Anyhow, mm. it looks like they're uh, bailing on that. And uh, Burger are they going to keep? Sorry, are they going to keep that? Late? I wonder what their coffee because it was the McCafe coffee. Oh, I'm sure the coffee sticks. I'm, I'm sure the coffee will stick, but whether or not they'll just rebrand it, just McCoffee. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people. The debate has been on for a long time about the uh, coffee at McDonald's versus the coffee at Timmy's, and for a while there. I was hearing that people were really swinging towards the McDonald's coffee over the Timmy's coffee. It's amazing because uh, I'm not a coffee drinker, admittedly. So I really, I, I don't know the difference mm. between the odd time I would have a coffee. I couldn't tell the difference between one and another. But uh, I find it amazing where some people, when they started to like McDonald's coffee mm. over Tim's, like they might have been a Tim's drinker for a while and then had a McDonald's one. The the reasoning the reasoning they gave was that Tim's changed their recipe and McDonald's took over the old Tim's coffee. Right, this seemed to be the story. <laughs> like, 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 and how people play that in their minds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this is why this tastes like like it does because they took the recipe. I think I kind of tired of coffee around the time that I gave up smoking. Smoking and coffee went. Hand in hand. Right. Loved a, a large black coffee and a cigarette. Oh, it was heaven on earth. Cigarette and coffee. Cigarette after sex. <laughs> so you had more after a coffee. Well, no, you know me. <laughs> I was having coffee and sex all at the same time. So much coffee. I was wired. There's so little movement, you wouldn't burn yourself. And and, and the other time, the third time a uh, cigarette is amazing is when you're furious with your spouse. Oh. Storm outside. Yeah, the anger butt. All on that thing. <laughs> One long drag right down the, right down to the tip. <laughs> the other thing, too, about smoking that I always thought, uh, certainly like in television and movies, there was always somebody who smoked cool. Like that. Oh. Dang, yeah. Dangling, you know. Yeah. Mickey Rourke in nine and a half weeks when uh, Kim Basinger does the strip tease for him to Joe Cocker's You Can Leave Your Hat On. And mm. he's sitting on the floor eating the popcorn and he's got the cigarette just dangling out of his mouth. Right. I'm like, I, I, every time I saw that, I, I'm going to take up smoking again. Well, because, and, you know, again, from a non-smoker's perspective, there was always the, the between the two fingers, mm -hmm. right? The index and middle and that pull away. But then there was the other one where they kind of curl over the top and yeah. pinch it. That was right. the Andrew Dice Clay thing. He kind of, yeah. He his collar. We <laughs> all over trying to smoke yeah. this thing. <laughs> but it did, did have like a really cool look. And then the flick yeah. as well. Yeah. You, you know, um, guys who could smoke have that cigarette just dangling, the ash growing, and it would never drop. Yeah. The real talent. And they're doing, people are like doing surgery, right. all sorts of things. <laughs> Well, I told you the guy I saw who was in a uh, with the tug of war at a, a birthday party, 
And this guy, the whole tug of war, cigarette dangling from his mouth <laughs> and winning. I, I didn't know the guy, but I, I went up to him. I said, you might be the coolest human being I've ever met. <laughs> Immediately took up the cigarettes again. Um, burger King in Thailand is offering a new burger. I saw this. It's a cheeseburger. <laughs> But you might as well not even say burger because there's no meat. It's 20 slices of cheese between two buns. Uh, Wendy's has the Baconator. They're coming out with the Constipator. <laughs> <laughs> it is just a brick of processed yeah. cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they call it that. I'll take the Constipator and a large giant Coke, please. There is a uh, fella who decided to have a nap on the road at about uh, 4 a.m., or I guess he got there before 4 a.m. He had stumbled home. At least he walked. He didn't drive. He'd been at a wedding at a uh, golf resort, golf course, and uh, somebody found him lying on the road, snoring, passed out completely. Cops were called. They woke him up. It was about 5K from the golf course, so I guess he just got tired and... Fell down. Had had enough. Yeah. He said, that's enough. I'm going to have a little nap here. And he's just lucky no one ran him over because uh, on the road where he was, just north of him, and it was an intersection that is a part of a highway. Whoa. So, so he was in the middle of the road? I don't know if he's in the middle or on the side or where he was, but he's probably like on the side, I would think. Right. Probably walking down the side of the road and just decided <laughs> to find a little grass, mm. patch of grass and lie down. Out cold, snoring away. In Florida? I don't know. There's a lot of... doesn't say. Okay. Seems sounds like a Florida-type story. Yeah. Well, I'm sure... I, I, I sense people have gotten drunk at golf courses This is here. true. Right. I, I've been to some weddings. Yep. I've seen some drunk people. Uh-huh. Open bar just means open mouth wide. Uh-huh. And pour in and mix everything. This is one of the things. We have no control. No. When it's open bar, we have no control. And when you're young, you just you're so stupid. You don't know. Especially if you're at a wedding, like with a, a lot of family that say you haven't seen, so you're kind of, you know, when you're young, you're excited about everything. Yeah. When you're like uh, a teenager or even in your early 20s, getting invited to a family wedding is like, this is going to be a great night, going to see a bunch of old family. And you get to a certain age, as soon as you get a wedding invite, you're just like, oh, crap. I don't want to go to this. I don't even know these people. Because now they're the sons and daughters of cousins that you've never met. But, boy, you get to that open bar and people are doing shots right away. Yes. I find what gets me is the wine at the table a lot of times. Mm. Because, you know, you might have had a, a couple of beers early and then uh, and then you sit down and they start bringing the wine around mm -hmm. and offering you a glass. And tough to say no. Mm -hmm. I got a beer already. You feel like you got a cheers. So you're doing wine and champagne. Which I'm doing it all. A lot don't normally drink. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the shots later. And if, if, if it stays in your system, it's going to be a ringing head the next day. Mixing with that dried, crappy chicken. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, with the Italians, I remember when Maria first started inviting me, uh, after dinner, all the men would head to the bar for like a cognac and an espresso. And I, I'd be sitting at the table with Maria, and uh, one of her uncles would come and tap me on the shoulder and say, mm, come to the bar. And I'm like, ah, I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine. <laughs> and she'd go, no, no, you you got to go. You gotta go. And I'm like, I'm, now I'm standing in the, the middle of a set of good fellas. <laughs> 120 pounds with an, a cognac in one hand and an espresso in the other. How I didn't end up in the hospital, I do not know. 
yesterday during our Rock Your Block, Lucky was uh, mentioning how tired he was, and now I know why. It's because on Tuesday he was chasing Tom Cruise all over Toronto. Right. He was uh, in town for Mission Impossible. He wasn't just here. He was in Miami and Atlanta, D.C. as well, and then made his way up here to Canada. Uh, this is all for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Hits theaters, I guess it hit yesterday. And yeah. Stuff. And he popped up in the theater at that Tiff light box. Yeah. And said hello to everyone in there. Very nice of him. I, I, I'm shocked by this. Had to stand on a chair for people to see him. <laughs> right. I, I just, I find it surprising because, okay, they, like the movie's been wrapped up in, you know, actual filming mm. and uh, production for quite some time. And then they all go on these press junkets do interviews about it and talk about it and hype it up. But when you've got butts in the seats already in the theater, mm-hmm. Tom doesn't need to be there anymore. He's certainly dedicated. But I guess he knows that kind of talk is going to move more butts into the right. seats. Well, and this is, what, Dead Reckoning Part 1. There's, you know, a Part 2 to come. Yeah. So probably a Part 3. He uh, he has said that uh, between the Top Gun and the Mission Impossible stuff, he's really helped revive the theater business yeah people back in and this this movie is getting like rave reviews for mm-hmm. its action and stunts of course with tom cruise being in it but i think he like broke off like a record i don't know if it's his record for run rotten tomatoes but like a 98 percent approval rating and you're taking a bunch of rock listeners to see it next week that's right you can go to the rock zone uh, uh, uh free stuff at the rock.fm right now yeah and uh sign up if you want to come watch the new mission impossible with me at the landmark next wednesday Last time Lucky was in the theater, it was a Tom Cruise film in Top Gun. Yes. The last time he was in a theater before that, it was The Outsiders with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Risky business. Yeah. Uh, HBO getting 74 Emmy nominations from just three shows. Succession, The Last of Us, and The White Lotus. Really? Yeah, they got a lot of them. Yeah. More than 127 overall. I've heard great things about Succession. I haven't seen it, but it's... It's a, I've heard it's very good. It, it's great. It is great. I loved it. But the family is so horrendous, and there's no hope. It's all despair for these people. Right. Like, you know, sometimes in a show, there'll be a despicable character, but he saves a kitten. Right. Or, you know, he, he ends up adopting a, a child. There's always something that gives you some kind of hope that this person can redeem themselves. Mm. This There's no redemption for the Roy family. Did you find uh, much redemption for uh, in Ozark? Uh, redeeming qualities there? Because they just kept burying themselves further and further. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. They were not a tense and frustrating watch. Yeah. Still the greatest line ever, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great series. It was tra- he, they were all great. Yeah, they were all great. When he uh, when they had the big argument in the van, and he uh, she says, uh, you know, you didn't have to have him killed. This was her lover. He, he they're married. Him and uh, what's her name, Laura Lindley. Right. They're uh, they're married in the in the show, and uh, she has this affair, and he finds out in the most horrible way. <laughs> and uh, I won't ruin that for you, but they're having this argument in the van. And she's saying, you know, you didn't have to have him killed. It was basically, he was tossed off a balcony. And uh, he says, the only thing that makes me sleep at night is the sound of his head thumping on the cement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, he had the team to send in and take care of business, and they certainly did. Uh-huh. Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia shared that he was recently diagnosed 
with neurodevelopment disorders and learning disabilities at age 46. Wow. Um, he didn't say which ones yet, but neurodevelopment disorders affects how the brain functions, of course, and examples of it include autism, attention de uh, deficit, hyperactivity disorder, and ADHD, and uh, cerebral palsy as well. Rob says it's not something I'd normally talk about publicly, but I figured there are others who struggle, struggle with similar things, and I want to remind you that you're not alone. You're wow. not stupid. You're not bad. It might make you feel like that sometimes, but it's not true. Uh, he, of course, uh, you know, known for not only that, but uh, being with Ryan Reynolds yeah. and his whole Wrexham deal, right? Yeah. And if you watch, he pulled the most amazing um, body development. Throughout a couple of seasons of Sonny, he went from just kind of a normal-looking dude to absolutely huge, just ballooned up and did it for real for the show. Oh. Gained tons of weight, massive boiler, and then, within a season or two, went right down to being absolutely ripped. Right. And it's just this amazing transformation hmm. he did. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall is a dad at 55. On June 1st, he welcomed his first child with his wife. She's 32. They started dating in 2016 and got married in 2020. The kid's name is Michael Anthony Hall II. All right. And it actually makes sense because Anthony Michael Hall's real name... Is Michael Anthony? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He changed it when he got into showbiz because it was already a, a Michael Hall. Uh, Hall says he knew early in life that he didn't want a family until he was older. He says, I couldn't be happier now that I'm 55 and fully committed. I'm excited. My wife and I are really into parenting and diving. Sure. In. Ask him again when he's 60 with a five-year-old running around him. How into it are you now? When he's begging, can yeah. we make a breakfast club too? And when his, I'll uh, play the nerd again. And when his wife is playing the role like Christina <laughs> Costner is. <laughs> I don't think Anthony Michael Hall has that kind of dough. Um, Tiffany Haddish, I've heard her talk about this uh, before her career took off, before she was famous. She was so poor, she was living out of her car, and she would look in the paper for wedding announcements. And she'd show up, she'd crash weddings at hotels in Los Angeles. She says, I'd go in, I'd have a couple of drinks, and I'd grab the microphone and be like, hey, I just want to say that you are the most beautiful couple. <laughs> Everybody would be looking at me like, who's this black girl at our wedding? <laughs> I wonder if anyone's recognized that now, going, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Yesterday we were in uh, Lululemon, Ontario, Brooklyn, Ontario, for Rock Your Block with the Burgess family. And uh, Katie, who fills in when I'm off and Lucky's off, All right. lived literally a stone's throw away right. from the Burgess family. And so after, Katie and her, uh, her family have uh, really done up their backyard, very nice, put in a pool and deck and the whole deal. And so she said, oh, come on over and take a look. So we said, sure. So we left the Burgess family and you drove... Because you're a lazy bones. Right. And Katie and I went for a lovely walk. Yes, a stroll. And now the town of Brooklyn is talking. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that debonair fella Katie was with? They're all saying. And her husband has left for work. Why is he going into her home? Right. It's a lot of talk. Right. And the fact that you were in the driveway, they think, what the hell's going on over there? there? It's a sex party. Right. Well, I mean, would Brooklyn care? No. True. Well, if you're going to do that, where else would you do right. it? Brooklyn is the place. I, and I was, you know, I was taking photos of Katie. I, like, I'm making sure everybody sees Katie and I walking together. Right. I tried to I, hold her hand, but she pushed it away. <laughs> <laughs> I regret going over, to be honest. Why? Well, because I never want to see people I work with have nicer things than I do. 
<laughs> it is true. When I got to my house, I just stood in the driveway and cried. <laughs> Like, what? This is our backup? What? <laughs> Doing far better than us. <laughs> I just keep telling myself they're way in debt. Yeah, they got to oh, be yeah. way in debt. <laughs> but I'm also way in debt. <laughs> and I still got nothing. Did you know no former SNL cast member has ever won an Oscar for acting? But one from In, Loving, uh, In Living Color did. Of course, Jamie Foxx for Ray. Okay. Yeah. Did you know the real name of the division symbol in math is the Oblus? All right. Yeah, I don't think I knew that. Or Obelus. Can you uh, still do your uh, basic uh, times tables, division, adding, subtracting? Yes. But I find that the math now, that they, the way they teach it to the kids has changed. Mm. They, they, because when I try to explain it to them, it doesn't work. Uh, oh, or they, or they don't seem to get it. How does it change? Because numbers are numbers. Yeah, but the, uh, the, the, they change, like the bracket stuff. I always remember bed mass, and that apparently doesn't work the same way oh, now. That's in your fractions? Right. Oh, yeah, I was no good at that. Right. I mean, I, I can just add and subtract, and that's if I'm using my fingers. Mm-hmm. The uh, the times table. Oh, my mom and I went to war in the summertime. Oh yeah, I had to do the times table. I had a teacher who drilled it into us in like grade three or four. No, and uh, we went through all of the times tables and knew them. Now, you know, <laughs> and I guess you know at that time when we were in school, we were told like you're never going to have a calculator on you all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we that's do. gone out the window. I got three of them on me right now. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And then the calculator watch came out, and oh, yeah. we said, come on. The Casio, right? Look at this. Uh, do you remember Bones, Thugs, and Harmony? They were uh, an early 90s rap Yes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember their song, but I do remember the name. Well, Busy Bone has a very interesting history. He was kidnapped as a child. His picture was shown at the end of a TV movie called Adam about a kidnapped boy. Thanks to that picture, Busy was found, and he went back home to Cleveland, Ohio, where he met the other members of Bone Thugs in high school. No kidding. Now, this is where it gets interesting. The father of the boy in the movie, the movie Adam, John Walsh, went on to start America's Most Wanted. Right. Yes. They found a lot through that. They did. Very similarly when it comes to video. Remember the... um, uh, the video for uh, Soul Asylum's Runaway Train. Yes. Uh, and it featured a, a number of kids who had gone missing or run away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they flashed them out throughout the video. They found so many kids through that video that they updated the video later on, I think in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. to try and find more. With more kids. They should do it like every few years. Yeah. Huh. Beverly Hills Cop was originally going to be a straight action film starring Sylvester Stallone as a character named Axel Cobaretti. He pulled out two weeks before filming started, and the studio rewrote the movie to fit Eddie Murphy. Really? Yeah. It's great flicks, though. I love the Beverly Hills. Well, the first one, they 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 started to go downhill. I think two was all right. So, yeah, I think the third was which one was done at the uh, the theme park. Oh yeah, I don't even remember now. That must have been the third. Did they go four? Did they do four? I, think, I want to say. I know they're supposedly in production for another one. Yeah. 
the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to Judge uh, Reinhold? There are more than 500 species of plants that eat animals. These oh. fly traps are just the most famous. Ones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess there are a lot of very tiny insects, I guess. Yeah. Snakes on a plane was almost renamed Pacific Air Flight 121, but Samuel L. Jackson fought to keep the original title. Good call. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. This is a good little baseball stat. You know, baseball is all about stats. A baseball player named John Miller hit a home run in his first at-bat with the Yankees in 1966. And he hit another one in his last at-bat with the L.A. Dodgers in 1969. And those were the only two home runs he ever had. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. The word snafu was originally a military acronym. It stands for status normal, all effed up. Okay. Snafu. And almost every single gerbil in the world is descended from a pair Richard of... gear. No, oh. don't ruin the joke yet. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you know, you can see this joke coming down the 401, across the 401, but when you're setting up something, you don't just hit the brakes. I thought you had an actual fact. I do have a fact. Okay, what's the Does fact? It then lead to the Richard, oh, you ruin everything. No wonder nobody likes you. <laughs> Almost every single gerbil in the world right. is descended from a pair of gerbils in Syria in the 1930s who were brothers and sisters. Oh. And all of them suffer from a crushing fear <laughs> of <laughs> Richard Gere. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.